Welcome to the Windy City Bender Podcast with your hosts, Noli, Boatsy, Jero, and Tanner. What's up, everybody? Coach Poats is back. How about it, huh? Finally got internet, eh? How about it? Got internet. <laughs> figured my life out a little bit. So I'm here. I'm here and I'm ready. Yeah. How's the new yeah. place, bud? It's good. It's good. Uh, just kind of adapting to it right now. So, um, but no, I like it a lot. I like the area a lot. I've already been to the local bar about four times. So <laughs> it'd be, it's going to be tough, tough going here for a little bit, but <laughs> we'll get through. We'll muddle through. Um, but uh, no, happy to be back. Um, missed, uh, missed doing this. So, plus, I really haven't been able to keep up too much with like hockey or the Hawks heard too much and then i finally got to move in and got internet and been able to watch the last couple games so uh, hockey overload yeah legit hockey overload you know especially coaching too so yeah yeah, Uh, but uh but yeah i know happy to be back it's just uh just the two of us today uh tanner's working and uh and only i think he's uh helping out his family today uh moving or something like that so um but uh i got a pretty interesting one for y'all today a uh, couple really cool, um, couple really cool interviews um, from uh, from some of the guys that uh, uh, that are in the veterans hockey league that we play in the men's league that we play in. So really cool to kind of get their perspective on uh, what's going on there and uh, and what's coming up. Um, legit, I uh, we're I feel like we're gonna end up playing like USHL teams. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he, the way that this thing is going. And he mentions, like, he jokingly says, like, yeah, I'm talking to the Blackhawks. And I'm just like, I kind of think that you're being a little serious. <laughs> don't trust you. You can laugh about all you want, throw a little giggle in there, but I don't trust you at all. So I, I just want a heads up so we're not playing with 10 guys again like we did against the fucking 29 guys on the junior team. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that uh, – I well, see, here, we're so confused about that. So we played the Chicago <laughs> Cougars. Um, the USPHL juniors team, which I thought like when it was originally done, it was, which was super cool. I had a great time in that game. Um, but when they told us that we were going to be playing the Cougars, I was like, okay, like there's no way mid season, like they're actually going to have their team play a game against like some fat men's league guys. Like yeah, there's right. no way. And they show up with 29 fucking guys. Like that was incredible. That was unreal. I, I could not believe that. And they, we're with the 10 of us going oh my god they had oh healthy god. scratches they had I, so i think we got to the bottom of that they weren't healthy scratches oh they were injured okay yeah. injured or like family members or something like that they so, still showed up to the game though yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i think Vito asked uh one of the guys he was like please tell me that guy behind the net is a healthy scratch he's like no we don't have any healthy scratches <laughs> that would have been hilarious <clears throat> The best uh, thing about that, though, too, was me and uh, Rossi were sitting there watching. Um, Level Zero was playing before us, and we're watching, and they're coming out of the locker room, and it's like a fucking clown car. Like, yeah. the fifth, third locker rooms aren't that big. Like, 10 of us <laughs> filled it up. And well, fucking- I went in there. I went in there afterwards just to kind of give them my RMU business card, just to, you know, obviously doing my job. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen. It was like a sardine can. They were all packed <laughs> in there like this. Unbelievable. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, but no, that was a that was a great time. Had a bunch of fun playing those guys, and apparently there's more to come. Who knows? So, um, if anybody wants to help out the uh, the benders and fill up some roster spots, let us know. Playing some decent hockey games at least. Um, but um, speaking of playing some decent hockey games, how about them Hawks, huh? How about them Hawks? How about them Hawks? What a fucking turnaround! Yeah. So, oh boy, it was ugly. For a bit there it was ugly for a bit it looked like they just didn't know what direction they wanted to go um and honestly it still kind of feels that way a little bit i don't know um had a real nice stretch there um i think they went six oh and one or six oh and two or something like that yeah yeah so had a really really nice stretch there where they were just putting the puck in the net and a huge reason for that is finally the line combinations are right. Finally, Taves is with Saad, like he should have been, and Kane is with DeBrinket and Strom. 
which should be always a line, no matter what's going on with the team. Always have been a line. And since that they put that together, Kane is now in a 12-game point streak. So it's not a, not a surprise at all. Um, also helps to have some depth scoring coming in. Guys like Kirby Doc pulling their weight. Um, Andrew Shaw has been playing a lot better. Uh, Kubelik has been playing really well, unless he's getting sad for Slater Cuckoo, which yeah. we'll get into in a hot yeah. second. Um, Camp is doing great. Yeah, Camp, love him. So, I mean, it's, it's good to have that kind of depth scoring. And defense has woken up offensively. Gustafson has scored uh, twice since, uh, since getting sat. Seabrook has put the puck in the back of the net. So, Ole Mata scored last night his first goal. So, it's really good to see kind of some – some of the wealth kind of going out. A yeah. Little. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, I think the real story has been goaltending. Yeah. I, I hate to say you're right. You know, just given the history of the show, but it's incredibly hard to deny that Crow and Liner are just relevant. Abs- they're relevant. They're so relevant. <laughs> how relevant they are. They're just relevant. They're relevant. <laughs> You're falling to the fantasy settings, standing, so you're trying to get that all out now, right? No <laughs> relevant. <laughs> no, it is absolutely ridiculous. The things that these two guys have been doing for that, like, it's just the amount of shots that have been given up still. Okay. Like, I think last time we talked, it was up to 99 shots against in two games. That was the Vegas and Toronto game. The following game against, um, who was it? Uh, who did they play after Vegas? Uh, Nashville. Okay. Was forty was still forty one shots, and they only let in two. It's just it's ridiculous how fucking good. And I still they're still not getting like the the respect among the among the league. Yeah, the Hawks are leading the league as of right now in shots against per game with thirty seven. Jesus Christ! The shots for are thirty point seven per game, almost at thirty one. So I mean, oh, that it's up a little bit. relatively close. Um. But at the same time, I just – I don't know. There's no way you can keep that up, right? Like, there's no way you can continue to add 40-plus shots per game and expect to continue to win hockey games. Here's a stat, too, that I saw. I sent to the group chat this morning. Um, so, Robin Liner faced um, – the most shots he faced in the season last year was 41. He's already faced 41 or more shots four times in 12 starts this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 938 save percentage in that this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't care how fucking good you are and how good you're playing. It's going to, something's going to happen. I, I don't know if it's just me knowing like. It's, it's, they're going to get worn down is what it yeah, comes out. Yeah. I mean, it's good to have the both of them being like a 1A, 1B situation, which by the way, Robin Leonard has been the better of the two goaltenders. Let's yes. get yes. that out of the way. However, Corey Crawford has done a phenomenal job at coming back from a real tough start. Yeah. <laughs> he's been phenomenal as well. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that he's not used to this kind of thing. That 1A, 1B, he's used to playing three, four games in a row, getting a night off. Right. So, last night was seven straight games that they've switched off, I believe. Yeah, so I mean, it's that's a hard transition for a guy, especially coming off of an injury, who's so used to, you know, getting a, a bulk of games and then having a day off, and then a bulk of games and then a day off. So that's it's hard to kind of get into groove after doing something like that. So a lot of credit to Corey Crawford to, you know, kind of transitioning into this one A one B role, which Robin Leonard is very used to. He did that yeah. last. Year. So, <clears throat> you know, um, it, it's good to see that. Um, you be so you being a goalie, um, so you kind of obviously you would rotate and all that kind of stuff. Is there any? I mean, obviously we see the positives of you know switching off. Is there? Is there any truly negative behind that? Like, is it hard to get kind of get going, or of rotating every game? Yeah, like the the tough thing is it's hard um, to really get a lot of momentum, a lot of mojo going. You know, it's, it's when you're, <clears throat> when you play one, two really good games in a row, you're feeling really good. You want to get back in the net <clears throat> and then you'll put together three, four solid games in a row. And then finally at some point it's going to end up wearing off, but yeah. 
if you're if you play that one really good game, then you've got that next game off and might not be a couple of days before you get to that next game again. It might have worn off at that point. You right. know, so it, it's just good for the psyche, I guess, more than anything. I guess I mean there's worse problems to have than oh no, which good goalie are we gonna play today? I so I, I guess know. that's <laughs> yeah. So um but in a a not so positive note from a goaltending standpoint, um, Robin Leonard should not be allowed to do shootouts anymore, ever. Yeah. He's flat out said that he doesn't like doing shootouts. He came out and he was just like, listen, I'm very bad at shootouts, so we need to end these games in overtime. I think he's like 8 and and 22 now in shootouts. Yeah. And and he's made one save in a shootout this entire season. Jesus. um, It's – I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I don't know if it shows a lack of confidence, which he's kind of already shown in himself, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily be totally opposed at having Crawford go in for the shootout just to finish it out. That's yeah. So that's what I wanted to ask about because I mean, is 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 that a weird idea? It's like, not. I mean, it's. <clears throat> I. I don't know because I mean it's. It's tough because at that point, Crawford's been on the bench for two and a half, almost three hours. Yeah. Not doing anything, not even moving. So he's got to get some kind of a stretch in. He's got to get some kind of a warm up. Um, but I mean, at the same time, it, you have to kind of take a look at it and say, would he be better than Robin Leonard in the shootout, even in that state, which I think he probably would be. Um just because even from just a mental standpoint, Robin Leonard already, it sounds like already has that chalked up as a loss, you know? So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, I understand that it's probably not the greatest idea in the world, but when you've got a goaltender who has no confidence in the shootout in the first place, what else are you going to do? Yeah. You know, I mean, if you got a, a guy who's got no confidence on the power play, you're going to take him off and replace him with another guy. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, that's like my whole thing too, because it's just like thinking about you know going in cold and all that. Because like you got, you know, baseball. You know, you bring someone in that's been sitting there. You know, they get, get warm ups. You don't get that in hockey. So mm-hmm. it's almost like is the is it the risk? It's almost kind of situation where it's got to be well worth the risk, like to do that. I risk my reward. Yeah, is really what it is. Yeah. So, and it, I don't think that would be the most ridiculous thing that Colleton has done. <laughs> all year long either so you know i mean might as well try it see what happens i mean yeah because that's uh, and it's such a shitty way for that game to end last night that i know was a, that was such a good game two uh two goals disallowed you know big kill in the in the overtime couldn't get the win so those are the ones where you probably deserve the win yeah couldn't get it but Where, you know what that they didn't deserve to win, but they did. It's great. It's great though that too that it showed that this team can be in there with the top teams because you know Dallas is going was on a is on a fucking run right now. I think they're yeah. like twelve zero and two, the last fourteen or something like that. Only hotter team right now is New York. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? That's a team that we've all we all predicted was going to be in the top three in the division, and the mm-hmm. fact that we took them to a shootout and lost in a skills mm-hmm. competition. I mean, that's, that's got to be a boost for the boys right there. Yeah. Yeah, and Jonathan Taze was not happy about the, uh, the penalty call last night. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the quote that he had on that. I didn't that. see the quote, but, I mean, that's another thing, too. Like, I, that's what sucks that happened in a way building because it's like you don't have the camera angles to actually see everything. Um, what Did they ever get a good angle of where the extra man was? So here, I'll pull up the quote really quick. Um, here he goes. Um, it's not something you have to call, but it's so obnoxiously obvious. I try to not make excuses and complain about calls in the media, but in overtime, you're going to throw one like that on us. So he wasn't happy about that being the call that they made. I'm assuming I didn't actually get to see the overtime. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm assuming happened was somebody was coming to the bench and whoever was coming off of the bench jumped early. And as that guy was getting out of the bench, he got control of the puck, the guy who had jumped for him. So from what I was – so that's what you would think. But watching it, Eddie Olchek was like center saying, he's like, oh, we don't have the camera. We don't have the camera. And he's trying to explain it. 
and it seems like Shaw jumped about maybe a couple seconds early for Strom coming off, but Shaw did not touch the puck. See, that's the thing. I've, I always thought the rule was that the, the guy who jumped has, has to, to touch the puck. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But it's like even unless, – Unless there's four guys out there for about three, four. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. But, but it literally like when the, his arm went up, there was three guys on the ice. That's tough. Yeah, that's so, tough to make. And that's yeah. one. That's another tough one too. That's just not not having that angle to actually see everything too. Like yeah. if if you could have that overhead view of the bench, it's like literally that all the highest view that they had was like cut the ice in half from center ice. So it's like, yeah, you see you see Shaw coming on, but you can't see where Strom was on the bench. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it is what it is. They'll have a rematch uh, rematch on Tuesday though uh, against the Stars. So. Um, that actually should be a, a pretty good one, I think. And the Stars are playing tonight too, so I'll also yeah. get a little bit of rest on them. Yeah. So, um, kind of talking about uh, Jonathan Taze in the media. Um, a bit interesting. Uh, him talking about the decision uh, by the coaching staff to go with seven defensemen and eleven forwards instead of twelve forwards and six defensemen um, against. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Uh, you could tell that he wasn't very happy with the decision, but he also didn't necessarily throw Colleton and the staff under the bus either. Um, I don't know. I think when it comes down to it, though, the last thing that you want is your captain to make a quote like that to the media. Anything, anything, anything against management, you don't want your captain saying. Yeah. Um, I, I, but I'm all, I'm all team Taze on that one. I don't yeah. understand. Oh, you take Kubelik out of the lineup. He's been well, and the reasoning was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I they wanted to get Slater Cuckoo in a game against his former team. Did he play for that team for the for five years? Did he was he <sighs> a, an all star defenseman on that team? Well, it wasn't all star defenseman, that's for sure. <laughs> he he played like three games and then the rest he was shot down to the minors. He doesn't need to play in that game and play against his former teammates. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Absolutely not. And especially a team like Tampa where they're already down Kucherov. They were down uh, Johnson as well, right? Tyler Johnson was out? Yeah. Yeah. Or no, no, no. Johnson was in. Samkos went out. Samkos played the first period. You're right. Then game. Yeah. So, I mean, you've already got a team that's kind of – teetering on the edge offensively a little bit they're they've they're a little weaker than they should be they're not weak by any means but weaker than they should be why not go with the 12 forwards who've been blasting the puck in the net by the way yeah and six defensemen and there's no reason that Dominic Kubelik should have been the one to to sit that day no that can no he needs to generate the most opportunities pretty much out of anybody on that roster, maybe minus Patrick Kane. He's one of those guys that I think needs to be in the lineup unless he physically cannot go. He is playing so fucking good. Like, I don't understand. Like, that blows my mind. Like, I don't know why he wouldn't take, like, a uh, Carpenter or, like, a Smith out. Well, um, I, I saw a couple different quotes from Kubelik, and he was like, yeah, I was, I was super surprised to see myself not on the – uh, on the uh, the roster, which seems like an issue for Carlton, by the way, letting people know that he's scratching them because this is now the third person that didn't realize they were going to get scratched on game day. Well, it wasn't. Didn't didn't Kubelik warm up? Yeah. So it was like literally right before. Nobody. Yeah. Then nobody knew what was going on, and like same That's thing like before. Like I figured out. Um, but he was saying that uh, the the Carolina game before. He realized he knew that he didn't have that great of a game. Like he he screwed up a little bit. He had a couple bad shifts, you know, what have you. But at the same time, up until like the ten minute mark of the third period, who didn't? Right. That was a brutal game for that was that was a bad game. And then the last ten minutes of the third period, they flipped the switch. You know, and they got two in what like thirty seconds or something like that, twenty seconds. Yeah, I was very pissed off about that because I get to the rink, I turn off the car, and then I get text saying, oh, my God, the Hawks are back in this. I'm like, son of a bitch, and I can't turn my car back on because obviously they're doing better. But 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it just, it didn't make sense to, to make that move. And I, I like Colleton. I do. I do. Yeah. I do like Jeremy Colleton. It's just, there are some things that he does. I don't know if he's doing them to assert his authority or if he just isn't sure what kind of a team that he wants. I don't know. But there's some decisions that he makes that are just so head-scratching. It makes They make absolutely no sense, whether it's changing the lines again when things are going well or it's sitting somebody. Like when he sat uh, Boquist and Doc yeah. What? 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 It's definitely what? like his inexperience is definitely – definitely showing um it's growing pains for sure and it's like it's one of those things it's like he's a, i personally think he's a great coach and you, you if we hang in through this now it's going to be better in the long run yeah. it's just it's frustrating because it's like i we're on the verge this team is on the verge of being a playoff competitor a legitimate threat and it seems like every time we take a step forward it's like two steps back mm-hmm and that's exactly what Patrick Kane he said in in the media uh, yeah. after um oh crap um I think they lost to uh, when they lost to San Jose in San Jose um he said listen like we take a step forward and then we're taking three steps back with another shitty performance like San Jose you know so it's just it's it's hard to get anything going when so much is changing in the lines, <clears throat> I feel like if they get their set lineup of 12 guys, six defensemen, and they just run with that for a couple of games, they're going to end up seeing a lot of success out of it. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, they, yeah. I mean, I think that too was like kind of the downfall of Q a little bit too, was the, the shuffling and it's all that. It's these players need consistency. They need the chance to develop the chemistry. They need the chance to develop all this and you're going to, if you're not going to commit to it, that's what's going to screw you over. And yeah, like you said, I don't know. Well, and here's the other thing too. And Mark Lazarus has been talking about this quite a bit. The Blackhawks are a bubble team. This is what bubble teams do. They're going to win a lot in a row and then they're going to lose quite a few in a row. Yeah. But it's just something that you have to get used to. I mean, the Hawks were so used to them winning five, six, losing one or two then, then winning another four, and then losing one, and then winning another six in a row. So, I mean, it, that's not what it is anymore, you know? It's it's a lot of trial and error. And error. It's a lot of, you know, um, we're going to go 6-0-1, but then we're also going to go 0-4-2, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's – the important thing is they need to get points. They need to get. They need to maximize on their points because right now, they're at twenty three points on the season, and that puts them three points out of a playoff spot. Let me double check real. Is that? Yeah, I'm looking right now too. Yeah, three three points points out of a playoff spot behind um, Vegas, who have twenty six, and two games in hand. So crazy that we're already talking about the playoffs at this point, but we all know that Thanksgiving. Is a big date. That's that's the date where if you're not in it, more often than not, you're not gonna be. And I hate so much about people talking about the St. Louis Blues last year, saying, "Well, they did it, so why can't they have?" Shut up. That Shut team. Up. That team that was built. Happen. That team was built to be a competitor. The fact that they got off to the start that they did was absolutely ridiculous. That team should have been the team that they wore January on the entire time. This The Blackhawks aren't built that same way. Like, you look at this team, you can see, okay, well, this is an issue. This is an issue. This needs to be changed. I wouldn't be surprised if that never happened again. Oh, I don't think it will. I would not be surprised. It would be – I'd be more surprised that it happened again than it not happened again. Yeah. Like that, I mean, it's a phenomenal story and it's huh? absolutely insane. And it fucking sucks. That was the blues. Yeah, I think man. we said during the playoffs last year, this storyline was on any other team. We'd be all on that bandwagon throughout oh. that playoffs. But it is what it is. Um, 
coming up for the Hawks, um, like I said, got another game against Dallas at home on Tuesday. And then they've got a home and home with the Avalanche, who are struggling at the moment. Um, injured, um, although Kale McCarr is oh, God. a fucking superstar. That so. kid is so fucking good. Oh, my God. He's so good. You know what's uh, terrifying? If Byram turns out to be the defenseman he's supposed to be. <laughs> God. That kid is um, – he is something special. Uh, but, yeah, a home-and-home home, uh, with Colorado to finish out the month on the 29th and the 30th as well. So, um, starting to get those division games uh, into play here. We didn't have too many divisional games up until this point. All we've had so far is Dallas, Nashville, Winnipeg, and then Nashville again. So, I mean, we haven't really had too many divisional games up until this point, which is good for the Hawks. Um, if they start to get some points within the division, that's going to end up playing pretty good in the uh, down the long run here. Yeah. Um, like I said, the key thing is they have to get those points. I mean, it's a great situation to be in, you know, most of your games against like the teams that you need to catch up on. But at the same time though, we didn't get the points that we did early on. So now if we don't get these points against these guys, it's going to just be that much more painful and harder for us to, to come back. Yeah, Hawks have six Central Division games in December. so That's a huge – that huge. is going to be a big month. Yeah. But no outdoor game this, this December, which is great. Like, that's a huge positive. No outdoor game in January. That's a huge positive. Uh, and thank God, too, because the Lord knows what their jerseys would look like. Oh, God. Some of these jerseys are absolutely atrocious. Well, I don't know what the Avalanche were thinking, number one. That looks awful. Um, the L.A. Kings – I don't know who was doing a line of Coke when they did that because that's <laughs> brutal. I don't see people are like mad at the, like the, they didn't go old school with those, with those jerseys. The stadium series are always futuristic. Yeah. The stadium series have always been different and I'm yeah. fine with that. I'm okay with it, but those looked brutal. Those looked like 1990s, like starter jacket. Yeah. Jerseys. Oh my God. Those yes. Horrible. Oh shit! I've been trying to figure out what that was. Yeah, you nailed it. Holy fuck! Brutal. I do know that I will not be watching that game just because of the jerseys. Well, and they don't promote those games anyway. Oh I'm, yeah. The outdoor game that they had what two weeks ago with uh, Winnipeg and uh, Calgary. Nobody yeah. even knew what was happening. Day before, I think it was the first time I remembered about it. Yeah. Nobody knew anything was going on. So, I don't know. Who knows? Um, speaking of old retro jerseys, and I hate to talk about the St. Louis Blues again, but wow. Oh, yeah. I love those, and I don't like Jordan Bennington, but that setup <laughs> is so nice. And the Cujo mask, oh. It was so fucking sick. And then Panger uh, suit. Oh, my God, his suit was in there. <laughs> oh, I loved it. It's like the whole thing. I just thought of Step Brothers. Like, I still hate you, but your setup's really fucking nice. But yeah. <laughs> uh it was that looked really good so um we'll uh i we'll kind of cut it off here and and send it out uh to the uh the, the interviews that we have uh um got two of them today like i said uh first one is with uh alex martinez um he is pretty much the brainchild behind um the veterans hockey league uh, he also plays for level zero um level zero heroes uh, men's league team uh, and then we also uh, talked to William. Also a goalie, too, which I don't understand what yeah. is with the show and shitting on goalies, but all we do is talk to goalies. Talk, talk to goalies, yeah. <laughs> I know. You guys are all a bunch of fucking hypocrites. <laughs> uh, and then we also talked to William Lipke, um, who also plays for Level Zero Heroes, um, and he plays for the um, uh, the Warriors, um, Blackhawk Warriors. Um and uh, he is also a, a former Marine as well. So two really, really cool interviews to, uh, to kind of um, end the show. And then I, I think next episode, we're definitely going to have to have a, a Noli segment talking about uh, Mike Babcock getting, uh, getting canned. And we also, yeah, we also need, because he hasn't been on for a while. So yeah. we also need a Noli, a.k.a. Don Cherry, reaction to him being fired yes maybe Brent Noli will channel Don Cherry to you know to give his opinion on the firing there oh I love it oh but, I love that 
idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I will, um, we'll make sure to include all links and information to all um, these amazing uh, organizations for the Vets Hockey League, Chicago Blackhawk Warriors and all that in the descriptions for this. Um, so please take the chance second, check out the page. Um, I know that they, they accept donations um, all goes to um, organizations that help out with vets. Um, so it's a great cause. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that should do it. Have a great, great Thanksgiving. Yeah. Have a good Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, excited to be back. All right. Yeah. All right. Woo! Slowly, slowly, but surely we'll have everybody back on at some point. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll figure it out. So, all right. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll send it over to those interviews now. All right, guys. So now we are joined by a very special guest, um, Alex Martinez. He is the founder of the Veterans Hockey League. He is also the goaltender for the Level Zero Heroes. He is uh, a Marine vet. Um, and, you know, he's been doing some amazing stuff with the, the VHL that we have been a part of and we actually love being a part of. Um, so, Alex, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How about yourself? Not so bad. Um, yeah, so thanks for coming on. Um, so, I guess, you know, to get things started, uh, to our listeners that might not know what the VHL is, can you tell us a little bit uh, about what this league does? Yeah, so pretty much the league is uh, it's a VHL. It stands for Veterans Hockey League. Um, and it's uh, the whole purpose of the league is to basically have uh, teams come together, whether you're veterans or not veterans um, and play and raise uh, awareness, of course, um, for PTSD um, and also funds to help those who, you know, veterans who, uh, you know, who need some therapeutic help with PTSD and some other issues as well. So it's, it's more, to, and it's, and I want to really emphasize a couple of things in regards to the VHL right out of the gate is that what we do in the VHL is, you know, whether it's the, the awareness raising funds and whatnot is um, for, for the local community. So it, it's within the Chicagoland area only. Um, and I just want to emphasize that because um, I know there's a lot of organizations out there who raise funds, which is great. But at the end of the day, we are, you know, we're in the Chicagoland area. And, you know, our biggest thing is to promote, um, you know, it's uh, veterans, you know, locally here and help them out. That's awesome. That's awesome. So when, when this whole thing started, um, was it kind of like a, a group collaboration between a bunch of people or, you know, I guess, how did the, the idea kind of come about? It, it wasn't a group. It was just me, I guess. <laughs> um, it was just one of those things where um, I've always been a sucker for charities and I've always uh, been involved with other groups trying to raise funds, uh, whether it's for veterans or, or non-veterans, me being a veteran myself, of course, I, you know, I'm lured to, towards helping, uh, you know, those who served. Um, but it was just one of those things like, okay, um, initially it started, you know, I wanted to just put a veterans league, you know, like just for veterans, like just veteran teams, and just to kind of get on the ice together and let's play, let's have a league. Um, and I quickly found out that there's not many veteran teams out there. Um, and that was a big issue. Um, so I go, well, there, there goes that idea. Right. So then I, I, I was talking, um, to a couple of people. I, one of the ones that I, I did talk to was my wife as well. She's a big supporter of this and helps out. And it was one of those things where, well, you know what, let's, let me get a lead going and, and, you know, let's raise awareness, let's raise funds. Um, and they can be civilian teams, veteran teams. It, it didn't matter. So I said, you know, let's, 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 let's see what happens. Let, let's start it up and, and hopefully we can start it and hopefully we can finish, which we did. And, and it's, uh, yeah, so that's how kind of it just, it was just one of those ideas I had. So, so, I mean, you started with this, just this cool idea. Um, and it's kind of really just like snowballed into this, like this big thing. Um, you got the, you know, you had the first season going. Now you got the, the fall yeah. winter showcase going. Um, yeah. Are you kind of shocked at all or surprised at like the kind of response you're getting from all these, all these teams that kind of want to participate? Yeah. So shocked is the right word, actually. I mean, it's, it's morphing into something that I, I hope I can still kind of control or put, put my hands on. Um, you know, one of the dangers to 
growing too big is that everyone wants to put their hands in the cookie jar, so to speak. And you just want to make sure that, that, you know, everything is controlled as best as possible. And this is where we are. But I mean, we've, we've been contacted by, you know, even celebrities from around the country on who are veterans themselves. Um, and, you know, how to, you know, basically asking for the blueprint, you know, saying, Hey, you know, what, you know, how did you do this? Who do we need to talk to? How can we do something like this? So of course, you know, it's, I, I'm more than willing to share, you know, my ideas or how I got started or, you know, which sponsors you may want to talk to or how to approach, you know, uh, arenas or, or whatever the case is. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's growing. I, we, we're definitely shocked. So, um, yeah. So when did you personally get started with hockey? How did, uh, how did you end up <laughs> into a kid or? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll tell you, it's, uh, there was a long time. I was in the Marines actually, and it was a long time ago. And, um, some of the buddies used to, uh, some of my Marine buddies used to play uh, inline hockey in the tennis courts. And I guess uh, their, their goalie got hurt or whatever the case is. And they're like, Hey, you know, uh, we need a goalie. You want to play goalie? I'm like, do what? I, and I'm thinking it's <laughs> soccer or something. Right. And they're like, no, it's, it's roller hockey. I'm like, what? So I went out there and I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a whirl. So I, we ended up buying second hand equipment. I, I bought the cheapest, inline skates that I can that I can buy and you know I went out there and I got peppered I don't even know how many goals I let in but but I loved it I, I mean I it was just it was a it was I don't know what it is it, it was just it was, I loved it I, I fell in love with the sport right away and of course um, I have two sons uh, uh, they're both well, actually I have one who's a marine veteran he he did six years um, I have one in boot camp now uh, he also played hockey so um, you know I got involved with ice hockey because it, it's I think with my oldest, it was one of those, hey, uh, let's have a father and uh, son scrimmage. Never really played ice hockey. It was only inline hockey or roller hockey. So I went out, you know, got the rentals, went out there, and became a hockey snob ever since. <laughs> Didn't even stop, stop playing inline hockey and just focused on playing ice hockey. Well, I'm not sure about your older son, but your younger son absolutely torched me on the ice. So you did a good job with him. <laughs> well, my oldest started really late. You know, he, he, I think he started when he was, I believe, nine years old playing hockey. My youngest, who's in boot camp now, he, um, I think he, he, I first put him on the ice, I think, when he was like two years old. So he's been skating ever since. I mean, uh, don't get me, I mean, he played AAA out in Dallas at U16, he, you know, and he definitely passed up some opportunities to play juniors uh, at the NAL level. Um, just so he so he can join the Marines, basically keep with family oh. tradition. That's awesome. Is uh so see more and more of these you know as, I mean I don't know if it's just because we're involved with the league too, but you know you're seeing more and more of these um vets that play hockey. Is that really like something that like it's played a lot like like you know in camps and like around wherever you guys are stationed? Uh, yes and no. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, as you know, you know, it's it, hockey is very, it's a very small community. Even, and so at, at some point, you know, whether, you know, if you're on base and you see a hockey stick or someone with a hockey stick in their car or something like that is one of those things. Hey, you play hockey? I play hockey. You, you know, it's just, well, it's just one of those things, you know, and it's like, hey, then we just become best friends. And, it, and it's just, <laughs> just you know, you, you know, it's then you start, you know, uh, you know, sometimes, yeah, you, you'll, you'll play floor hockey whatever you know whatever you know not necessarily always ice hockey depending where you're at but uh sometimes you go out there and play uh you know you play floor hockey roller hockey ice hockey um but yeah you know it's it's uh i mean my oldest i mean my youngest who's in who's in boot camp he's he was pretty encouraged when i told him hey once you go through your whole boot camp and your station whatever you know find out right away where you know where the local ice rink is and I'll ship your hockey stuff out there and, you know, continue to get out, you know, stay on the ice. So, but, uh, but yeah, you know, so, I mean, it's a small community um, for sure. And that's why, like I said, it was, it was tough to get just all veteran teams because within hockey itself, I think it's small. Now being a veteran in the hockey, it's even smaller community. So. So have you been able to see kind of some differences? I know you were saying um, your son was playing AAA out in Dallas. Have you been able to see kind of the differences between hockey compared from, you know, uh, you know, youth hockey in Dallas compared to youth hockey here in Chicago or anywhere else you may, you guys may have been living? Um, big difference. You know, it's, 
he played he played um he played the the normal standard I guess uh, travel B hockey here in Illinois for a while. So he, there was an opportunity for him to to head out to Dallas uh, to play U16 AAA, and of course he jumped on it. And um, Chicago hockey is strong. I, I mean Illinois hockey is strong. That's for sure. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, I guess there's more of a talent pool here in Illinois or the Midwest, I should say. Um, I did notice that a lot of the uh, teams out in Dallas or in Texas and Dallas, um, they be bringing kids from other, other parts of the, of the country to kind of build a roster. Um, so he, he got that whole experience about, you know, building with a family and all that good stuff pretty early. So, um, but I would say there's a much deeper pool here within, you know, Illinois and Michigan, Minnesota, uh, there's, it's much deeper. Um, so yeah, going back to a little bit about the, the v, uh, VHL, um, I know there is one of like the big causes that, um, you know, you guys support and most of the donations go to, can you talk a little bit about what that, uh, what that is? Yeah, that's, yeah, of course. So, so basically we're not for non-for-profit. Um, every, everything that we do is, you know, it's all volunteer work. We have three volunteers, including myself that pretty much, um, run you know everything from the website to game the operations and, and all that good stuff um and basically so the, the 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 league or the team fees uh fees i should say that covers all of the operations you know ice and all that good stuff um some of that uh fee is geared towards um a donation um uh, for the groups that we're uh, donating to uh, and of course, sponsors, they help out a lot with re- regards to, you know, either hockey sticks, whiskey glasses from our guys at Whiskey Stones, um, or, you know, ice time, things like that. But um, the, the two groups that we primarily um, raised funds for this past summer was for the Chicago Blackhawk Warriors. As you guys know, they're, they're a team out of uh, Chicago who are all disabled veterans. Um, so 50% of what we raised went to them. And the other 50 went to the Headstrong Foundation, um, which they're a national group. But um, my biggest thing is that, you know, they kept the funds here in Chicago. Um, but, and they basically, um, the Headstrong Foundation is, um, they focus uh, on getting therapy for veterans who have not only, who don't only have PTSD, but who also have been sexually assaulted in the military. Um, and that is used for his therapy here and, and, you know, going through the VA for a veteran is tough and all that. So, um, with the headstrong foundation, it's, it removes a lot of the red tape. So a veteran who has needs to see a therapist can go in there with removing a lot of the red tape and, and get help right away. Wow. Um, that's, that's, that's amazing. Like that's there's this foundation out there that's willing to do all that work for them because, you know, I come, I do come from a military family. So it's like, I've seen the effects and all that and how hard it can be. So having this opportunity to, you know, get the help that you need without having to jump through hoops is as absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's, and, and again, it's, it's even with the showcases that we're doing, you know, and, and like, I'm very grateful for all the teams participating, you know, whether it's the Windy City Benders or even the Chicago Cougars, or we had the FBI team go out there. I mean, we, we have some other local teams as well. I mean, it's, it's, it's raising awareness. It's, it's, uh, it's helping us raise some funds and it's, but, but I think the more important thing out of all this is, is keeping some of these veterans on the ice. It's very, very therapeutic. And I can't, emphasize enough how that that you know they are looking forward to something they're they, they they're you know they know they have a game that sunday or that friday or whatever the case is and they look forward to it they look forward to being with their buddies being on the ice you know battling it out you know trying to score a goal or prevent a goal or whatever the case is and for for a lot of you know it's just a, it's just a game yeah let's, let's go it's a men's league game but it's the world to some of these guys it really is and and I, I can't thank, you know, you guys. I can't thank all the other teams who've participated enough from the bottom of my heart how, how you know, we're truly blessed to have teams participating in this. Um, and, yeah, again, awareness is great and funds is great. But just, you know, having these guys, sharing the ice with these guys or giving them the opportunity to have something to look forward to, that, 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 that's, that's a, 
that's priceless. Have you been pretty uh, pretty happy with the uh, the compete level and like the the pace of play with uh, with the games going on? Because I mean, being out there and playing in these games, you know, it's it, you could tell there's a real uh, there's a real passion level that's not normally seen in in men's league men's league normally. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's it's cool from our end to kind of see that kind of thing, and it's it's nice to have that um, that kind of compete. But have you been pretty happy with it, kind of watching from uh, from the outskirts? Yeah, I have actually. It's it's uh, um, it's, uh, some of these games are really interesting to be honest. With you. Pretty pretty fun, you know. I, I I always you know I I I was having a conversation the other day with, and it's like I feel like a fight promoter here, where I'm like, you know, let me you know let me put this team against that team or whatever the case is. So you know, I try and balance things out as best as I can. But I I think yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy. I mean, I mean, I know next. I mean, in the summer of uh, of 2020, we will have two divisions um we may mix up a little bit here and there but we'll, we will have two divisions um so like that we can balance things out but i've been extremely happy with the games that's for sure well i'm starting to get a little nervous now because i know <laughs> this is only getting more and more intense we played the cougars a couple weeks ago <laughs> yeah you know potential talks of other high level teams so i think i have to start working out again <laughs> yeah no yeah i mean it's it's uh i'm i'm talking to the chicago blackhawks about no no i'm joking but oh. it's, it's one of those told us that there was a, a a day uh that we might end up having a game sometime in december and i looked at the hawks schedule and it's the day before the hawks play the devil <laughs> i was like oh the devils are in town so it's probably just a warm-up game for them i don't know who knows we'll see <laughs> Well, yeah, well, it's, let, let me work some magic. I'm trying to get a, I'm trying to get a good opponent. I think I've talked to some of you guys where it's like, you know, we have, there's a lot of interest. I've actually have teams reaching out to me, you know, wanting to play you guys. I feel like you guys are the, the champions of the world here and someone's trying to go out there and play against you guys. And, but, but before anything, I, I try and vet them as best as possible. You know, I want to make sure they're reliable. I want to make sure they're, they're also a team that's able to compete as well. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where I, I vet everything before it happens, but I'll, I'll make sure I have some good competition for you guys. Um, so how, so speaking of like, you know, more competition, you know, how can um, some other teams, you know, get involved um, with, with the league? Yeah, I mean, so they, I mean, just you, they can, we have a website. We, got, we have a pretty neat little website. I, I wish we updated it more, but but it's just one of those things. We're an all volunteer, so we update it as best as possible. Stats are very important, so we do update that. But um, so if they, you know, if they go to vetshockeyleague.com um, and just go to our contact session, uh, section. They can reach out to us. We also have you know we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, um, and and they, and again, they don't have to be veterans. Uh, uh, or a veterans team or a first responder team. Um, they can be, you know, just a you know, team wanting to participate. Um, their, their participation, that is enough for them to, they're contributing. They're contributing, you know, in, in many ways, like I say, sharing the ice with some of these veterans um, and, and also some of the fees that um, the, they pay, in, the league fees will be part of the of funds that we raise for some of these foundations that I talked about. Yeah, definitely. And if, uh, Anybody does have a team that was looking to get in. I mean, I can't speak highly enough about this league and, you know, the experience it's been playing with these guys. And he, uh, you keep talking about how, you know, it's just, it's like, it's a privilege to like, you know, step on the ice with everybody, but you know what? The privilege is definitely more on our side. You know, it is absolutely some of the most fun I've had playing men's league in the play against, you know, a level hero, a level zero. And then the, the Blackhawk Warriors, just a bunch of great guys. And it's just, just great that this game can, you know, bring everybody together in the way that it has. Yeah. You know, it, you know, and it's just one of those, you know, and, and that's why, you know, this past summer when we had a, when we had a, uh, an all-star game, that was the whole purpose is to get veterans to play with people who are not veterans, you know, and, and, you, you know, and you, you have to start, you know, you start sharing a locker room or you start sharing the ice with, 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 um, with, with vets and, and civilian players. And, and it's, um, it's, 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 it's having worlds kind of, you know, talk to each other, you know, communicate. We don't even communicate anymore like real people these days. So it's just a matter of, you know, sitting next to some, you know, either a veteran or civilian player and having a conversation about the game or, you know, whatever the case is. And it's, 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 that's, that, that's the whole purpose, really. It's just to basically have everybody together and definitely, yeah, play a game that we all love for sure. Absolutely.
Um, any any big future plans? You know that you might you might want to uh, you want to drop out there right now, or still kind of work on some stuff. No, I mean I, I, we have been teasing a little bit in regards. We we, we are going to have a draft uh, on February 29th out at the uh, uh, at the Fifth Third Bank Ice Arena, and um, and if I can just talk a little bit about that, just briefly if I, if I can, which is um, basically is uh, any active reserve or veteran. Uh, that wants to play in the summer of 2020, um, they can come out to the draft. It, it costs nothing but your time. They can come out there. Um, we're going to be posting more information, and they're going to be able to play for free in the summer of 2020. Uh, any any team that drafts a at least one veteran or two, whatever, um, you know, we will we have the sponsors to uh, take care a little bit of the of the league fees um, to make sure that they're able to sponsor that bet you know um to bring them on board and and, and have you know and, and have them on the ice so so that's that's going to be on in, on february 29th and and the uh, fifth third bank arena has been really great for us they, they've been you know the, you know they've been they've been really good to us i can't speak enough about their the hospitality they've they've given us on the teams awesome well gotta say i'm so happy to be a part of this league so excited for what's coming up and scared but coming <laughs> um, up in the future, and uh, I can't wait to uh, turn championship again. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got. Well, you, you you guys have been great ambassadors. Like I said, from the bottom of my heart, for sure. And and and, and those involved here within our league and, and our sponsors and, and 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 our foundations that we're working with. You know, we, you guys are great ambassadors to to the league. Um, so we do appreciate. You know you guys participating and we look forward to having you guys back for sure. Well, it's our absolute pleasure. Well, Alex, uh, yeah, thank you so much for, uh, you know, everything you do. Uh, thank you for your service, um, your family for their service and, uh, and everything. Um, we really appreciate you coming on talking to us a little bit about the league. Uh, we'll definitely have to do this again, you know, promote the, you know, once maybe the summer comes up, we you know really pump the tires and get people excited for, uh, Definitely. Session. Um, and yeah, looking forward to uh, some more showcase games and uh, just just seeing the boys again at, at Fifth Third this winter. <laughs> Sounds good. I really pre appreciate you guys having me on. So we are now joined by uh, another very special guest today, um, William Lipke. He is a Marine veteran who plays for the Level Zero Heroes. He also plays for the Chicago Blackhawk Warriors. He plays the forward position. Um, William, thank you so much for coming in. How are you doing today? Good, brother. It's my pleasure. I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, so basically, well, you know, let's first kind of talk about you. Um, let's, what got you into uh, the game of hockey? So I grew up loving the game. Uh, unfortunately, it was one of those expensive sports that uh, I couldn't really afford as a kid. So I didn't start skating until I was 36. Wow. Okay. So uh, did you um, was always always an avid Hawks fan, um, you know, followed the game since I can remember. Always loved watching. Finally had the opportunity to play. Beautiful, beautiful. So did you go to a lot of Hawks games when you were a kid or? Yeah, I uh, used to love going to the old stadium, um, you know, literally feeling that building shake during the national anthem. It was it was a huge impact on me as a kid, as far as uh, sports went. And just, uh, you know, once, once I was at a Hawks game, it was all the other sports kind of fell to the wayside. So let me, uh, let me ask you this about kind of about the Hawks. It's always a kind of always a question I've always had with the national anthem, you know, being, being a veteran, um, does, how, how do you feel about that? Like, is it, is it something that you like? Are you one of, uh, do you think that it's disrespectful at all or, you know, what's your general opinion of it? So I look at it from, from two different perspectives. For me personally, when the national anthem is on, I'll stand at the position of attention, looking at the flag, and, you know, I just I listen to the words. Now, for me, it's, it's a time of reverence. Now, do I have a problem with the place going crazy? Absolutely not, because I look at it as a show of support. I don't think it's disrespectful at all. Um, I think it's just Chicago's way of showing their support, not only for our country, but for our veterans. I definitely, definitely feel like that's what it is for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Okay. Uh, so you said you so you got in the game a little bit late. Um, what kind of what kind of like kind of give you that push to finally like you go out there and you know try playing? So after I got out of the military, um, once I started in my professional career, um, I uh, I finally had the money and I had the time. So it was a buddy of mine uh, who had played from high school, and he basically drug me out to a couple of rat hockey sessions and said, you know, why not? So uh, I figured, yeah, what, he's right. Why not? So I got out there, uh, played a couple of rat sessions, and I was absolutely awful. <laughs> so I, I signed on with an adult instructional league, and that's where I basically learned how to skate. Okay, very cool. So have you always been with, uh, with Level Zero, or did you kind of start, uh, start before then? I know you had the instructional league and everything like that, but, uh, you know, when did you start to kind of get into, into game play and everything? So uh, I went from uh, the, the basic learn-to-play league, and then I started playing some D-level beer league. And then from there, uh, one day I was watching a Hawks game probably two, maybe three years ago, and I heard Eddie O say something about the Chicago Blackhawk Warriors. And I hurried up and I, I, you know, hit the pause button, got the information down and shot an email to them. And within 24 hours, the coach, uh, Rich Jackman, actually reached out to me and basically told me, come on out. Now, as far as level zero goes, um, I bumped into Alex at one of our Warriors games and he had mentioned the VHL. And we played as the Warriors in the first session of the VHL. And Alex asked if I wanted to skate with level zero um, starting this past season. So I'm, I'm going double barrels. So I'm playing for the Warriors and then I'm also playing for level zero. Oh, it's a lot of ice. It's good. Uh, good yeah. As there. much as I can get. <laughs> yeah. So um, part of, you know, the, what's amazing about Chicago Blackhawk Warriors is, you know, just gives, you know, um, the disabled and injured veterans, you know, an outlet. Um, has it, have you seen that as like a good, like, you know, almost like a therapeutic, you know, session for you? 100%. Um, when I play with the Warriors, it's more about the healing than it is about the hockey. And what I mean by that is, you know, to get a bunch of my brothers out there on the ice the ice is secondary. So for me, it's, it's more about just being around other guys with similar experiences and, you know, similar injuries. So for, for that, it's, it's my window or my doorway back into that military brotherhood that I don't get here in the civilian world. Right. How, and it's kind of like, it's kind of amazing that, I know it's, it is two completely different levels, but in a lot of ways, you know, that hockey brotherhood and the, the military brotherhood are, are very similar. And I think that's what probably is probably what makes this such a nice transition for you. Yeah. And you know what, to get two groups of complete degenerates together, <laughs> the military group, and then of course the hockey bunch, um, there are a lot of similarities, you know, from, from just the, the locker room chatter was very sim similar to barracks chatter. Or, you know, just uh, the hanging out and drinking as a, a team and whatnot after the game, that camaraderie. There's definitely some similarities there. Definitely. That's awesome. That's awesome. So with the, <clears throat> with the VHL and kind of everything that, you know, uh, Alex has been able to, uh, to do over the past year or so, um, you know, what have you kind of seen from your end being a, a veteran yourself? How, how has this kind of helped out? How, how have you seen it kind of change, um, change the way that, uh, you know, uh, veterans and hockey kind of, you know, combine together? So with the VHL, the way we initially looked at it when he invited the Warriors to come in and play was we didn't know what to expect. Um, and when we got there and we started getting our butt kicked by all these young kids, we, we weren't upset by it. We actually took it in stride as, you know, we're having the opportunity to skate with some phenomenal players. And if nothing else, this was great conditioning. I know just in the one season I played with the VHL, I noticed my game uh, step up considerably, playing at a higher level than what I was accustomed to having to make decisions at a faster pace, um, 
you know, it, it really made a difference in my level of play. So for me, it's been nothing but a huge positive, again, with the support of guys like Alex, what he's doing with the league, with the um, support of the other teams that are coming in. Um, you know, I mean, we didn't have uh, – like, if we were to play in a beer league, you know, there's, there's guys that get chippy and guys that get scrappy and guys that want to fight. I never experienced that once in the VHL. Everybody was respectful, you know, even when, even when the scores were incredibly lopsided with us on the lower end, you know, the guys, we didn't want them to, to turn down because we wanted to improve. But at the same time, they weren't running up scores just to be jerks. You know, there wasn't that, that chippiness or that, that, that fighting uh, element that you see a lot of times in beer league. And I mean, you know, these, a lot of these teams in the VHL, these kids are half our age. I think the average age of our, our skaters on uh, the Warriors for the VHL season, we were probably looking at somewhere in the, the early 40s. Whereas I talked to one of the teams and I asked one of the kids, I'm like, you know, how old are you? He goes, well, I'm one of the older kids. I'm 26. I'm like, oh, okay. So what's the average age of your team? Oh, he's like, oh, 19, 20, maybe 21. I'm like, Wow, great. So most of my guys are twice your age. <laughs> and, he, he, and he didn't realize that. Like, he was a bit taken aback by it. And it, it was just funny because I watched him skate right back to the bench after his shift. And I have these guys on the other bench standing up looking over at our bench like, like you know, and maybe in a little bit of awe that these old guys were even managing to hang with them. So that was, was kind of fun. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. hilarious. That um, yeah. So that summer was. I mean, that's probably we were saying to Alex a little bit. Uh, that was probably the most fun we've had, um, playing playing men's league hockey in a long time. And it was definitely had to do just because of how great your guys' spirit was and level zero spirit. Like it just it was you're going on the ice and it's like you want to have fun. There was like you said, there's not that chippy effect. Um, it's like you out there, you're playing hockey, you're having fun, and you're playing with guys that want to be there. Um, and I definitely, Absolutely. yeah, and I definitely think that that makes the whole difference, and that's kind of what makes this league so special. I agree with your statement wholeheartedly, man. It, it's there was a definite difference in the atmosphere between beer league hockey and the VHL, and it was all positive in the VHL. I mean, the laughing, the joking with the other teams, whether it was while we were playing, you know, I don't know how many times. I managed to to squeak a goal in or something and I would get a slap on the back or a pat on the helmet from a guy from one of the other teams just saying, Hey, you know what, dude, good goal. And, and we would do the same, you know, more often <laughs> to the other team, you know, Hey dude, that was a, a sick goal or Hey, great save brother, you know? And it was, it, it was definitely one of those things where it felt more like a bunch of buddies out there, yeah. even though it was competitive it was you could feel the, the the friendship and the camaraderie between all the teams out there. Definitely. Um, and you, so you guys are, so you guys are coming back to uh, to this upcoming session. Are you, so you're gonna have to make the hard choice. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna play level zero? Or are you gonna play for uh, the Warriors? So um, Alex knew when I jumped over and started skating with level zero that um, my team is is the Warriors team. I love the guys from level zero wholeheartedly but um to to skate with all of my brother veterans um under the you know the command of of coach rich jackman is is an absolute honor and a privilege so um you know i'll probably sub with level zero if they need bodies but um you know alex knows that my heart is with the warriors still definitely um and so i got one more one more quick question for you kind of just talking about your warriors um you guys have looking at your guys' stuff, you guys do some amazing tournaments and trips and all that kind of stuff. Do you have, do you have like a favorite memory um, from your time with the Warriors? Like whether it be like, you know, um, like a certain game or like a tournament you guys played in? Um, I love the Terry Fader Vegas tournament. One, because I mean, who doesn't like Vegas? <laughs> but Terry Fader is just a huge supporter of veterans and what he does for us at the tournament is amazing. Now, um, last year in uh, 2018, we ended up winning the lower division, oh, wow. which was something that up until that point, our, uh, our warrior team had not managed to do was win a tournament. 
And then this year when we went back uh, for the 2019 tournament in October, we didn't end up winning the tournament, but we still end up making progress because we managed to fight our way and stay in the upper division. And we ended up taking third place in the upper division. So going from winner of the lower division to, you know, still placing, so to speak, uh, in that upper division was, I, I saw it as a huge accomplishment. Definitely. All right. So that would probably be my biggest uh, or my most favorite memory so far. Yeah, that's of, that's uh, a, of that's tournaments and whatnot. Yeah, that's a big one for sure. Um, yeah. So, um, what what's the website that our listeners can go to to uh, to, to uh, learn more about the the Warriors? Um, we've got a huge Facebook page, uh, Chicago Blackhawk Warriors. Um, we also have uh, our web page. If you were to just Google Chicago Blackhawks Warriors, um, it'll pull you right up to our page. If there's any veterans out there that are listening that want to skate, regardless of your level of play, um, you know, if you played college, uh, if you played semi-pro, or if you never played at all, um, you can shoot uh, Coach Rich Jackman a message, and that's basically what I did to get on the team. So uh, we've got that, and then we've got, you know, merch for sale and things like that that help support the teams uh, from a financial side uh, to allow us to go on tournaments like that. Awesome. Yeah. And we will, uh, we'll definitely put links to, um, with this episode, you know, to all your guys' sites and your, your Facebook page and all that. Um, but William, thank you so much for coming on. I can't thank you enough for talking. Can't thank you enough for your service and everything you've done for the country. Um, and we are excited to be seeing you guys around the rink this summer. Can't wait, brother. I, I look forward to seeing you guys out there. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, thank you again. All right, brother. Take it easy. Follow the boys on Twitter at WCB Podcast, on Instagram at WCB Podcast, and like them on Facebook, the Windy City Benders Podcast.